Hello and welcome to the Chainsaw Buffet Podcast, the podcast that has a lawnmower in the damn background. Are you sure you didn't want to start this podcast by saying, Xbox, begin podcast? No, we do that. It's been going, <laughs> Xbox One. <laughs> oh, oh, okay, I'm good. All right. Basil, quiet. So as you can tell, we have Basil with us, we also have Dylan with us, but we also have a blast from our past, straight into your ass. Yes, I want to know what everybody is drinking. Is that still a thing? <laughs> do we still do that? No, Mike, we, we stopped ripping off Giant Bomb like four years ago. Oh, well, I haven't. I I know, <laughs> you've, you've been ripping off Giant Bomb and my jokes and whatever else you can appropriate into game marks. I'm going to throw called, out the, the fact that... remixing. Some of those jokes are stolen from Family Guy, which, the, the, char- which uh, John, you allegedly hate. I, I have s- pretty much uh, stopped caring about it, yeah. And These Are Facts is like a one-line punch. <laughs> it's like a one-episode punchline. It's not, it's not a catchphrase. It's not something that he's known for. It's not something that's on all the, the shirts and pencils. I took that. I popularized it. I gave it its own thing. And then I started... Like, By repeating just, it over and over and over. And then I uh, abandoned it for uh, that's a factual statement, <laughs> which is really just the same damn thing. Um, but, you know, it's it's my own wording now. So, and, and speaking of stealing other people's jokes, uh, in the episode of the, of the Awesomecast we have yet to release, but it has actually been recorded this year, I do totally steal the Daily Show's thing where I just want to forward all complaints to you guys. That's cool, right? Yeah, go ahead. I, I mean, because uh, if anyone's getting complaints, that uh, means someone's getting messages. I, I think I have a. I think I'm on the catch-all account. So well, then it's awesome, awesome. Thank you. If it's Bill, not podcast at chainsawbuffet.com, we may have we may have some issues. If it is podcast at chainsawbuffet.com, I'll get a copy of it too. And oh, awesome! Now I know which one to actually use for, from now on. Yeah. And Send I, all I will... complaints to eat a dick at chainsawbuffet.com. <laughs> no, no, I would love to actually see one of us, someone actually get complaints. Because <laughs> that's when you know you've really actually made it. That's true. The one email that the Funkworks podcast got came after we ended it. Like the last episode, and then the guy wrote in of like, yep. "Hey, I listened," and it's like, "Well, you should have had some fucking friends too, because <laughs> otherwise we would have kept doing this thing." Yeah, I felt so bad because for the awesome cast, <clears throat> we actually got this like really nice, you know, in-depth email asking us questions, which we answered, and then did release another podcast for the rest of the year. That and sounds, I'm like, that sounds about right for you. You you probably released uh, four or five on our website, but you know, none on your own. Like, uh, it's okay, and the one time I actually released something that was both of us first, you all still got the comments on your website. That is true. <laughs> Thanks, MTAC. Thanks. Dylan, which podcast it was, which podcast was it that we made up an email? It probably happened on multiple ones. Uh, on, do like, you, have we done buffet. it before? I, thought, made... I think, I think okay. that became a gag. Okay. I've stooped that low. I know I have. All right, so, uh, good God. Um, I, I want to keep this fair and balanced, but Xbox One, somebody, please go ahead of me. What yeah. the shit was that? That's, that's, yeah. Well, I, let's get the, let's get the name out of the way, right? The name's just, just fucking dumb. I mean, 
not that it's going to matter because they never matter in the end. But it, you, when you hear it the first time, it's just like, oh, you, the the original Xbox, you know, like that's. I did think that. I think, oh yeah, Xbox One. I've got one of those. It's in the basement. I never well, use it. What's funny is that it's a case of originally the original Xbox was called the Xbox. But then when they announced the 360, they're like, and now we're calling the original Xbox the Xbox One. So you knew how to differentiate between the two. As if, as if the number, <clears throat> instead of just the name, was enough to differentiate it. And, of course, I thought Xbox 360 was dumb because the whole reason they called it Xbox 360 instead of Xbox Next or Xbox Two or anything like that was that they're afraid people were so idiotic that they would think it was inferior to the PlayStation 3 because um, it had a smaller numerical value attached to it. Um, yeah. But now they have an even smaller um, numerical value So essentially, value at some point, it. there's going to be like a Wikipedia entry that looks like the Final Fantasy American-Japanese numbering system for like which Xbox is which. It, it's more you know? like Kingdom Hearts. You know, you had Kingdom Hearts, Kingdom Hearts 2, then you had Chain of Memories, RE Chain of Memories, Birth by Sleep, 368 over two days, divided by four times X, solve for Q, and Xbox Kingdom Hearts, if a, uh, if a train leaves Washington traveling at 50 <laughs> miles per hour going west, and a train leaves uh, Denver traveling you get at Final, You get Final Fantasy versus 13, whatever, that will never come out. <laughs> Is this, that's what you get. Is this before or after Disney has purchased Marvel? I, uh, that that's that's important for the train speed. Well, Ooh. oh my God, man! When's Marvel? <laughs> when's any game on Xbox One? Wait, wait, wait! You get to look forward to Halo, the game based on the TV series, based on the game. That shit will happen. This is this is like uh, what's that? What's that new game that just came out? Defiance. Where they have the show on sci-fi that's going to be canceled like seven episodes in. It got a second season. You shut up. I don't oh, watch it. It. <laughs> it, it did in fact get a second season. Good for them. And then the MMO team laid off their staff. Sounds sounds legit. That sounds legit. The the MM, Wait, it was an MMO? No, it was a first-person shooter. No, it is a third-person shooter MMO for consoles. Oh, well, that tells you how much I've looked into Defiance. I just don't give a shit. But, uh, well, yeah, okay. as a guy who has to work in a place that one might stop for games, <laughs> let me tell you, now that I deal with an Xbox One to, to try and sell to people, when they go, I need the new Xbox. So you mean the Xbox One? No, I mean the new Xbox. <laughs> yes, that's what it's I called. Actually, I actually, I, I didn't. I, I thought it was dumb at first. I understand why they did it because it kind of fits in with their marketing strategy of being like the all-in-one set-top box. But I, I think I think it was safe to go back to a smaller number because um, PlayStation is heading towards like five and six, you know, in the next next generation, and that that's starting to sound like a uh, straight to DVD sequel. Land before PlayStation Seven. Exactly. So Xbox is like, well, <laughs> you you've fallen into our trap. Only it's the one still naming convention that makes sense. It is because otherwise you get Windows Vista. I was really hoping for when they were pushing all this like Xbox is the one and all of that. I was really hoping somebody was going to say it only does everything. 
that would have made my day. If it's they had... like, yes, you have done everything Sony did from PlayStation 2 to 3. History repeats itself. This has all happened before and will happen again. So say we all. Yes. Well, yeah, that is true because play uh, PlayStation 3 build itself as like the media center and now PlayStation 4 is billing itself as like the gamer's console. It, it would have been even better if they had brought out um, the actor who played um, the, the PlayStation spokesperson whose name I forget. Kevin Butler. That was it. If Kevin Butler had come out on stage, <laughs> that would have been the best. Oh, uh, yeah. So uh, does anybody have like a list up or, or like a good link of like the recap of the announcements of the actual meet? To, to somewhat guide this podcast on topic. Yeah, I've I've got a few links I want to talk about. Um, I've got I'm, I'm gonna link you um, some shit. Um, you know, specs, announced games. Um, it's sad to say because like I'm thinking back and I'm like, wait a minute, what did they actually announce? You know, it's been like five hours. Very well, very little how- in the terms of actual games. Everything was focused around. Um, the hardware, the the hardware functionality as it relates to other forms of entertainment that aren't video games, and I wanted to bring this up because, um, I like I I find it distasteful um, when these companies will sort of take shots at one another, particularly when Microsoft does it, because Microsoft is such a large company um, that when it takes shots at Google or Sony or something, it's like. You, you know, you guys are Microsoft. You should really be above all that. Um, well, also, it, if you can't talk about your product without, like, taking jabs or stabs at the competitor, then that's just saying something about you. It's like, you're, come on, just this is your event. Make it about your product, you know? Um, I don't mind, like, the really good inside references. Like, only, like, people who are really following it really heavy will catch. But just the blatant ones are... I mean, it's tasteless, and it detracts from your announcement. Well, I wasn't referring to anything specific from the Xbox reveal, but when PlayStation did the reveal of the PlayStation 4, um, Larry Erb, um, Major Nelson on Twitter, said, oh, so you did a, a console reveal without actually showing a console. That's one way to do it. And then, you know, several months later, proceeds to show a gaming console without actually showing any actual gameplay. And no, these pre-rendered... Uh, versions of the in-game engines for Madden and Call of Duty and Quantum of Solace or Quantum so uh, Quantum Break Quantum yeah Quantum Break where the fuck that Quantum Leap um, you mean Beyond Two Souls yes by Remedy yes. the 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 full motion video title yes uh, Zero Shark Two <clears throat> um, you know this pre-rendered stuff doesn't count e- even if it I would have preferred that they at least included a tech demo. Something that showed this is what it looks like. And, and they did this with the press behind closed doors, I think. Red well, you 3... got the Connect guy dancing. I don't care. <laughs> um, the Red 3 Games um, YouTube had some things where Adam Zessler talked about you know, interacting with uh, the Connect and the new vibration controller UI and, and how how some of that stuff could be interesting. I would have really liked to have seen, you know, just even a mock-up of a game, not not even an actual game in development, but something. 
Bloody three. If you're going to have a, a reveal console press conference, I don't care. You should. If if you weren't going to show anything until E3, as far as the games go, you shouldn't have done this conference. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that marketing at Microsoft made a big blunder here. I know this shocker. This never happened before. Never but by once. coming out before E3 and then saying like, well, we're going to wait till E3 to show the gaming features of this console. They've just bought themselves two weeks of bad press. Yes. Because all everybody's going to talk about is a a, con a game console with no games and it's a $500 Roku box. And so they're going to have that for two weeks and then hopefully by E3 maybe we'll see something. I mean, right now that's kind of why I'm not even interested about talking about this uh, in any length on, on game marks or doing any articles or anything. It's like, because what's there to talk about? You guys showed nothing. You got on the stage and you kept saying like original, innovative, new, original, innovative, new, original, innovative, new, and then followed it up with fucking Madden and Forza 5. <laughs> And then talking about bullet, the creators of Bullet Time, which was perhaps one of the most overused uh, mechanics, not just in gaming, but also in film. That of the last conned a image of, what was that game, Wet, that used Bullet Time? Yes. That's not what you want me to think of. Well, well shout out to me Wet, though, of because EA they have the Notorious MSG on their soundtrack. Well, okay. So, so I'm going to give Wet a pass for Notorious <laughs> MSG, but the rest of that shit, yeah, you're absolutely right. It was not remembered for its gameplay. No. So what they actually announced, as far as the system goes, was more or less the specs of the PlayStation 4. Yeah. Well, they have 5 billion transistors. I mean, that's like, 5 billion. They're both both 8-core X blah, blah, blah CPUs with 8 gigs of RAM and a Blu-ray drive and, and, and USB 3.0. Like, as far as the configuration, like, the only major differences I see is that the PS4 uses faster RAM, theoretically, and the Xbox One, God, that's a dumb name, <laughs> has an HDMI in and out so that you can connect your cable box to it for all your crazy Xbox TV stuff. Which, if this works the way I think it's going to work, this is the lamest feature to tout of all time on a gaming console. It has a, the HDMI in, and it has an IR out port on the back. This leads me to believe that you're going to hook your HDMI out from your cable box into the Xbox and then dangle those little IR blasters over your cable receiver like the fucking TiVo did 10 years ago. Possibly longer. I don't know. I didn't look that up. But it's like, this is as far as we've resolved. Like, you can't even at least put a fucking cable card slot on the back of it or something. Or, yeah, some sort of coaxial connection. For all the TV stuff, there was something I felt was critically missing. There was no mention in any of their talk about partnerships. So, I mean, you, you guys, you, you live in, in 2013, and you all know that every piece of content on every device requires three people to sign a contract and somebody to get a blowjob. Yes. And I didn't see any logos up there that was saying we've partnered with Time Warner, Comcast, Charter, Dish, DirecTV to bring you all of this shit. No. And it's like, if you, do, if you don't have those partnerships, then that means that all you're going to do is this lame pass-through thing, which, you know what? I do have a guide. Actually, I don't have a guide on my DVR because I don't have a DVR because I cut fucking cable because it's a fucking ripoff. So probably none of those features are going to work for me. 
Well, yep. also we should we should quickly mention, Mike. I don't think any of these uh, Xbox features are going to work for your wife either. No, her um, speaking a dialect of the Nigerian Ebonics <laughs> a uh, ha- has has proven trouble. I don't know. These are new connect sensors, though, John. They may be able to pick it up. They, they or... may not be racist. They may be able to pick her up through process of elimination. Maybe we can teach her the other uh, four people in the house, you know, uh, to identify them. And then if it can't, fail over to uh, my wife. Um, yeah, I don't know if we've told the story on the podcast, but one time uh, Dylan and I were over at Mike's and Cicely uh, was with Jasmine. They're watching some DVD. I don't remember. I think it was Dora the Explorer or something. And she's sitting there, you know, you know, she's got her hands full of Jasmine. She's trying to get the the TV, the DVD to pause so she can talk to us. And she's going, Xbox, pause, and nothing's happening. She's going, Xbox, pause. Now, I want everyone to understand something. I do not own a Kinect, will not own a Kinect, unless I somehow buy a, a Xbox One, which at this point seems like a cloudy proposition at best. Um, but I say, Xbox, pause. And it completely stops. I don't see it very differently than she does, other than the fact that I'm that I am very Caucasian and she is not. And so I, I think it just recognized its its racial master. And Jasmine, <laughs> our our two year old daughter, apparently has enough of my genes in it that she has managed to make it. You know, like mommy says it three times, and then she repeats it, and then it stops. And, and how old is Jasmine now? She's uh, two, I think. Yeah, I should so, know this. So a two-year-old, yeah, two, a two-year-old can do it. But says two and a, half. A, a very smart, intelligent woman um, cannot apparently speak properly enough <laughs> on the level of a two-year-old to get this thing to work. Uh, but I'm, I'm sure they'll have all this ironed out for Xbox One. I don't even care. I, I don't. You know what would be the most useful Connect feature? To not Was have that, it? Is if I could say... Connect, vibrate controllers, so I could find the damn things, and then I could use the controller. That way, when I lost the controller and I can't find the damn thing, I could just say connect, vibrate the controllers, and then they start rumbling, and they're like, "Oh, there it is, behind the couch." That would be neat. Um, you realize how sad that is, though, right? Like the whole thing I want this, <laughs> I am the computer device. Do is tell me where the actual physical device is. I, I I'm not a fan of Connect. I'm especially not a, a fan of the fact that it appears that it will require uh, Connect for the system work. And there's a lot there's a lot of interesting reports on, and I don't know how much of this is confirmed, um, but I wanted to touch on some of this. Um, it does require Connect to work at all times, um, which is a pain in the ass um, if you're you know wanting to take the Xbox One to some place like I don't know, say a video game tournament, um, where you might not ha- have a place to put the Connect, and it might not work properly in in a certain area. Um, also, um, there's one thing that they brought up that was a neat feature that also hints at something that they didn't answer very well, um, which was. Um, they say, oh, well, you can be searching for a match in one game while you're playing a different game. Now, obviously, you know, you think, oh, well, what if I've, you know, got a different game 
in the in the disk drive. Am I going to have to take that game out and put another one in? You know, is it just going to be for digital download games? Uh, no, no, you won't, Dion, because uh, rumor has it you will have to digitally ins you will have to install all games to the hard drive and then activate them and lock them to your account and console, um, and then pay a fee should you want to move those games. Maybe um, there's there's a report from Venture uh, from VentureBeat that says. Um, uh, let's see, it was Phil Harrison saying that there was going to be a fee. And Xbox Support's uh, official Twitter account says there is no fee to install the, the game on a second console. Now, the, the official statement is that they have designed it to where you can trade and resell uh, previously played games and that they, will, that they have a solution for it, quote-unquote, will be uh, announcing exactly how that works uh, in the future. Which means it's not going to be a simple, you you put the game in, you take the game out. Um. We have two Xbox consoles uh, in the house now, one upstairs, one downstairs. You know, one I grab for development sometimes, so you know there's a second one. And it is a pain in the fucking ass with the Xbox Live Arcade titles. It's like, oh, well, shit, you know, my wife bought that one, and I want to play it, and I'm downstairs right now because the child is taking a nap upstairs. But, you know, fuck you, Xbox, because my wife purchased it, and I'm not logged in as her account. Um, so it's now chained to the other console. And that they just don't have that worked out still gives me no faith that they're going to have this used game. Like, they're going more complex, and they haven't solved the simple shit. Um, there's also been that question of, uh, does it, does it require an internet connection? The answer is yes and no. Um, there's, there's a report, um... The answer is yes, but at least once a day. Yes, that is, that is the long and short of it, is that, um, it cannot go for more than a day without connecting to the internet, uh, for basic features and services, uh, including to play games, so... If your internet goes down, or again, you're taking it to, I don't know, say a major tournament that takes place, um, you know, in a, in a major city over the course of a weekend, like uh, uh, this past weekend was uh, East Coast Throwdown or Evo or anything like that, uh, you're pretty much going to be fucked because it has to be connect connected to the internet every single day. And, you know, I mean, a console having a limited lifespan. Right, so I'm okay with Steam's online DRM, right? Because there there will be PCs in some form, yes, right? I'll, yes. I'll move forward on that. But you know, going from 360 to one, there's no backwards compatibility. So when you build in some of this has to be online one day, it's like, well, at some point you guys are going to shut that server down because it's going to make no sense. And I don't know, you know, I'm buying Super Nintendo games right now, so don't tell me that, you know, hey, I won't care about these games in 10 years. Like, I don't think it's going to be true. I think I am going to care about these games in 10 years. I think I am going to want to go back and play some of these games. And this is actually a, a, a blowing the deal feature for me. This, this level of, of always online DRM for your physical purchased games having to be installed to the hard drive and then activated and locked and moved at a fee. This is the all right, I don't think I'm I don't think I'm getting one. Yeah, it's first of all, you should hope that people will want to play your games ten years from now. I mean, if 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 that's not your goal, then you're doing it wrong. Um Well no, they do want you to they do want you to know what well, But they want games. you to buy it again. <laughs> 
yeah, you know, HD 4K remake. That That's what they want. I mean, they certainly want you to rebuy these games again as they repackage it for their convenience for you to buy all over again. But I, I don't know. I, I certainly hope that people are smart enough not to... Um... Like no, I'm not, not. I'm not a big fan of the the virtual no, console. I know they're you not. Give people something shiny, and all the you know ang- you know fan rage goes right out the window. I, I don't like the idea of the virtual console because you're not actually adding anything to the game. You're just making me buy the same the exact same game that I bought 20 years ago. Um, you know, if if you're adding if you're adding updated graphics. If you're adding updated graphics, if you're adding some sort of functionality to the game, that's a different story. I really feel that with the way you would actually add something a little different, uh, mostly because the games will actually output correctly in 1080p. It actually looks good. I I say this as I was playing Super Metroid the other day uh, on my Wii U. Oh, I'm going to get here's here's the thing, and and I know this is bad. I know this is some some legal and moral gray area, but emulators are a thing, and I did pay them money for that game uh, when it came out. So I'm not necessarily above, um, you know, downloading a game I already own and having my closet somewhere. Well, does uh, Ouya have computer. a console for you? Yeah, Ouya does not have a console for me. I don't even think they have a console yet. I don't think anybody that, that kickstarted it. Uh, I, ju- I just don't have faith that there's going to be on a a virtual console store on the Xbox One or whatever that's going to have my Banjo-Kazooie nuts and bolts. I just I don't sure feel strongly that's going to exist for me. Fuck that game, Mike. Just exactly. Fuck that game. People like you are keeping me from being happy. I know. It will be Call of Duties and Halos and EA Sports and that sort of and, thing. And FIFA. Yeah. So you can still, like, in your virtual console, get your virtual console account stolen because you can still play FIFA 2012 or whatever it is. Which is coming to PS4. Like, that was a really sneaky thing Microsoft did with, like, PS FIFA 2014 exclusive to Xbox One. And then he had to go, well, actually, no, that's a specific version of FIFA 14 with extra features. The basic version that everyone else gets will be out on everything else. This is this is one of my fundamental problems with, with what we know about Xbox One so far. And allow me to reiterate this. Uh, I said this when PlayStation 4 was announced. Um, I said it when Wii U was announced. I'll say it here. None of this stuff means a damn thing until down the road when we see what games are on these systems, how these systems perform um, in comparison, you know, running the same games and things like that. Um, how, how, if the feature sets uh, work as promised um, and what kind of exclusives each system has. But in this era, you know, the, the worst you're going to see from most third-party publishers, you're not going to see a lot of um, exclusive titles from popular franchises because there's just too much money in being multi-platform. Um, so you might see a timed exclusive uh, either for the game itself or more likely, uh, like with, with FIFA uh, and Call of Duty, on the DLC. Um, well, even if you do the mathematics of it, I mean, they're spending insane millions, tens of millions of dollars, hundreds of millions of dollars on some of these fucking games, right? right. Do the math. 
$60 a disc, the number of consoles deployed, you know, even if all of them bought that, you're not making back a $100 million game. You're going to have to be cross-platform just to make back these inflated development costs. You are right in that it, it's down to the games and how the games run on this, you know, uh, which is why I didn't want to see a whole bunch of, hey, look, we put television on your television shit. <laughs> I, I wanted to see, look, we have turned Xbox Live or Live or whatever the hell they call it now into Steam on a console. And now you're just going to have all this great shit. And if they want to price it 12 bucks, they can price it 12 bucks. They want to make it 55, they can make it 55. If it's a $5 game, it's a $5 game. You know, and I don't care if they do like a steam level of curation with it or if they go like apple store and it's completely open i mean yes i would like to be able to put games on like we did with xbox live indie games as a developer but as a gamer I, i'm fine if they want to regulate it at like the steam level but i mean i'm checking shit out all the time in steam and you know i'm looking at putting down 30 bucks on prison architect that is an insane amount of money for what is you know really a tycoon game set with with the prison that's like it's gimmick and i'm like man i feel bad about considering giving these people 30 bucks but i'm also wanting to play it you know and it's like i just don't see prison architects you know popping up through their their current system you know i don't see them attracting those developers making it worth their while it still looks like it's going to be you got to have a publisher you got to have a kit forty thousand dollars a patch you know and it's going to be ea and activision um and that's not really what i'm into also, you know, the the question that's going to arise out of this is if all the games are, are you know, if, if everything except for, you know, a few Microsoft Studios or, or Sony PlayStation Studios um, exclusive titles, if everything's roughly the same, what's the impetus for buying one over the other? And with Xbox One, I I don't know how much, you know, like you said, having TV on my TV... Um, really means to me as a consumer. Um, well, if you but if you look at like a lot of the um, quote unquote mainstream media, you know sites stuff like ABC, NBC, uh, the Times, whatnot, a lot of their stories for this is very positive because for them there's no reason to give it any negative spin. It does it's, seem like it's, it's oh go ahead sorry. Well, it, it's a case of you know. We're really complaining about this right now because we're very much gamers complaining about a system that we feel is no longer made for gamers. Right. Yes. And what Microsoft is doing is they're like pretty much going, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. And we think we're going to sell more that way. But and, and they make I have right. a hard time. I have a hard time believing when a price tag gets put on this that that mainstream is going to – I mean – an Apple TV at 99 bucks is a hard sell, right? That's the price point for TV streaming devices. It's sub $100. And they, and they may And there's no subscription services to go along with it, which you know they haven't come out and said what they're doing there either. Or is it still going to be another annual $60 subscription if you want those features turned on? At the very least probably more than that. Um but you, you say that, but then you attach that, and you go, oh, but by the way, you've also got now you've got your Madden and your Call of Duty Ghost Puppies. Yes. And it, that it, is, you know, are the, I guarantee you, those are the two games. 
the two games that quote unquote mainstream America will play. It does seem like they are selling it to like the families who have the entertainment center and want something simple and also to like the bros who want their yeah, like their Madden and their Call of Duty. Yeah, they, and they, that's they yeah. they want to sell it to the moms and dads, uh, you know, in in the you know, forty five year old demographic and they want to sell it to the college dorms. Um and something else that they that you didn't mention, but I guarantee you will show up later with the pricing schemes as there will be a subsidized model. Yes. Yes. That, that that will happen. As a guy who has had to sell those things, and I even like someone came into the store one time, he goes, Yeah, I hear you got Xboxes for only a hundred bucks. And I'm like, Well, let me explain yeah. to you how it works and how in the end you're spending like 200 300 bucks more overall and i explain to him i give him the full math but because they're spending it over a longer period of time 20 minutes later they came back with their coupon because they agreed to the deal mm-hmm. and yeah, I, guarantee- I mean we are a a nation of two thousand dollar cell phones you know i always find it funny when somebody's like well this is a 299 cell phone and that's a 199 cell phone like no it's a 2500 dollars cell phone and it's a 2400 dollars cell phone you know, they both come on contract. So just spend the hundred bucks, man, and get the nicer one because you're already spending two grand. So it, it'll be interesting to see if that subsidization will work. If people will be willing to subsidize a console, if they need it that badly, if they want it that badly, if they'll be willing to go ahead and and do that. Um, I don't know. To me, I'm I'm still out on that one as to whether people are actually going to in in large numbers not like a guy who comes into GameStop and is like you know got a hundred bucks in my pocket and you got an Xbox and I just need it now and you know uh, I have no problem mortgaging and debt in my future <laughs> and you know and fuck it I just won't pay that bill when it comes in you know um, I mean is GameStop going to start hiring repo men <laughs> I think then it becomes like Microsoft's problem doesn't it yes, yes. like all what happens is you're you're striking that deal with Microsoft. Now that I and, think about it, I might actually want to be a Microsoft repo man. That actually. And think about it, with this Xbox One, if you do the subsidized model and you don't stop paying for it, they can just shut your console down. Yeah, and just completely. True. That is true. And that seems to be in keeping with everything else they're doing. It's like here's all these features. It requires the internet. We're gonna subsidize this to you uh, through, you know, probably Comcast and Time Warner and maybe Charter. I don't know. No, I think they're gonna do it through themselves. That's what they're doing already. Oh, you think? I think they backed out of all of the what, um, what it is the subsidized consoles through cable companies. I thought I read that they 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 shut down those programs. They weren't doing well enough. What they're doing is they're subsidizing it, where you spend a hundred bucks on the Xbox, but then your contract is two years of Xbox Live at $15 a month. Which is ridiculous because Xbox Live is what, 60, 60 bucks, bucks a year. year. So, And that's if you're not buying them on sale off like Newegg or Amazon whenever or, they show up for like 35 bucks for or something yeah. like that. Yes. Oh, good God. I just I was just trying to fact check that uh, whether or not they were still doing the subsidized Xboxes and placement of DVRs. And the first thing that comes up is MoneyMorning.com saying that this Microsoft One could destroy the cable company monopoly. And it's like, it, 
it, no. it's not IP TV. They're not a cable company. You're gonna have to get your TV through something else. Yeah, there's there's a reason that you can DVR your games and not TV. It's because they don't want to piss off the cable companies that they are going to partner with for some feature, if not subsidizing it through at some point in time. As a uh, guy who does Let's Plays and streams, I hey, am how's, worried. how's giving that money to Nintendo working out, by the way? Uh, they don't get a dime. They they didn't have the balls to sue me. I need to do a post on this, but basically uh, Nintendo won't take it that last step and enter a lawsuit, so your video goes back up. And, well, you I mean, know what happens, though? They're putting they're putting ads on your videos for your let's plays, and the money's going to them instead of you. Oh right, right. But if you challenge that, uh, the YouTube process is once you challenge that, and then they they come back and they they reject your challenge, and then you appeal that. You go through that a couple times, but once you get to the final step, if you're still willing to fight it, then then Google tells Nintendo send a takedown notice or shut the fuck up. And then we got the takedown notice. So they actually took our video offline. We got a copyright strike. But then under the DMCA now, now this is legal shit now. Now we've gone beyond like the YouTube shit. So now it's actually like we're, we're into the realm of, of, of copyright law and Digital Millennium Copyright Act and all that shit. Then under that, I can send a um, counter notice saying, no, fuck off. This is fair use, um, which I did. And then they have, um, I think it's, it's 10 business days. YouTube says like 10 to 14 days, but I think it's 10 business days to enter a lawsuit against me and give the court docket number to Google or the video goes back up and they lose all claim to it. So they let that expire because they don't want to come to fucking Knoxville, Tennessee to sue my ass, right? It's not worth it. What they want is the, I don't know what percentage it is, 50, 60, 70% of people who will be afraid to click that next step that says, you know, hey, you're saying under penalty of perjury of law and you could be sued, you know, this is fair use. They know most people will just, you know, not challenge that. And that's what they're they're banking on. But it is uh, fair use to anyone who's familiar with, with that aspect of copyright law. Yeah, it would be an amazing determination that it's not because the thing you accuse me of copying is a video game and the copy is a video of a video game which inherently cannot be played and cannot be enjoyed to its fullest extent not yet but google's working on that webm shit so maybe in the future but not right now well then then it would be google's webm stuff not you know the also it would also games. mean that twitch tv is pretty much the pirate bay then right <laughs> Exactly, because you are getting, well, somebody's getting money, mostly people at Twitch, but, you know, there are some uh, content creators there. They're getting some degree of money. Um, I think the real effect is going to be you're going to see a lot less Nintendo Let's Plays because, to be honest, um, it's not a, it's a scary process to go through. Um, even being pretty damn sure you're right, it's like, what am I going to do if Nintendo actually chooses to sue me? I'm kind of fucked, you know? <laughs> Um, my, my approach would be you can't, you know, you can't bleed a stone, but well, well, they can find something. <laughs> good, good luck. <laughs> you know, if, if they it, can, <laughs> they can hit the stone and take some pebbles. You know, I, I uh, don't, I don't know what they're going to take from me that they can legally have a claim to, but we'll, we'll see. It would just, but it would just be the money that you would have made off your YouTube views. Which... I mean. And which would probably would not be much. And really, in the end, this is probably them just making sure they defend their copyright law. Their copyrights. Under, under copyright law, if you lose your copyright case, 
uh, it is very easy to go after lawyer fees. I'm banking that their lawyer fees are worth more than I fucking have. So it's not necessarily the five views that they got that, and I even have ads up. I never had ads up. Um, it's not that that I fear. It's the fact that it's in copyright law pretty common to then go after it and say, all right, now you also pay our lawyer fees for infringing our copyright. Um, and I'm, I'm pretty damn sure their lawyers are, are making bank. Oh, I'm uh, sure they are. Th that said, you know, at the very least, Nintendo's at least going like, all right, we're gonna make some, we're gonna make this, we're gonna make, ugh, cannot talk today. We're gonna make this spare change off this. But you can do as many let's plays as you actually want. It's not like, for example, Sega, who's just making sure everything everything is getting taken down. Yeah, so that's the thing. The Nintendo's coming at this with the money angle of like, we're just gonna monetize this. Um, but as I was reading as these stories broke, we don't do shit for views, so I don't know these things. But reading other people's sites who do get views, um, it's about two dollars and fifty cents for ten thousand views. Um, is about what it works out. And you can do some math on some of these guys, and it's like, wow, okay, yes, they are making a living, or could be making a living on their Let's Play channel. And then you're not talking about insignificant sums of money. And I think that the overall effect is like, if I am Game Grumps, if I am uh, two best friends, right? You're just yelling, Aaron. While you play video games badly, John. Um, yeah, it's just, it's just, I would just not do Nintendo games, right? I mean, they can fucking do horrible Resident Evil plays for fucking ever, right? And that's fine, you know. They don't Sonic have to do anything. For um, hundred. Also, the episodes. fact that they took down the fucking classic original Legend of Zelda, and they did not touch. Me and Dylan playing Link to the Past. 52 episodes of me and Dylan playing Link to the Past and me making porn jokes about Link's father's mustache or his uncle's mustache the entire time. Nothing. Well, My two like daughters play it. Zelda. And then, bam, that every episode has been an appeal. No, Sorry, they that's, take that's it sidetracked. Did they take it down or they just do the monetization thing to it? Well, they did the monetization thing on like seven videos. I... I went to the YouTube system and said, no, these are fair use. And then they left it alone. And then the next batch of seven went up. And on five of them, not all seven, on five of them, when I appealed, they reject. I'm sorry, when I said, uh, when I, I countered their claim, I think is the term. When I countered their claim, they rejected my, my counter their claim. And then I appealed their rejection. Mind you, all of this is just between me and Nintendo. YouTube never gets involved, okay? Then when I hit the appeal button, they rejected the appeals, okay? Then my next step was uh, the... Come at the, me, bro. Come at me, bro. Um, like, I, I then had to fill out a very long form um, where actually when I clicked fair use, it gave me like, all, you know how there's like four or five different um, considerations for fair use? Yes. The form was fill in each box and describe how your video does this, and then a summary, right? But I'd pretty much been writing that the entire time. So I just broke out what I'd been writing into the, into the five boxes and sent that back. At which point, I did that on three videos because uh, I'm only allowed to do that to three videos at a time. So two videos, I couldn't do that to the appeal. I couldn't appeal the appeal. On the three, I did. On one of them, they did file a DMCA takedown. The video went offline. 
and then YouTube put a copyright strike on my account, which fucked us over because when I got that strike, I could not upload longer than two gigabytes. I could not do longer than 15-minute videos. We're fucked. We're done, right? One strike. So from that is when I filed a DMCA counter notice, sweated my ass off for 14 days I was going to get sued, and then they did nothing in the 14-day window. YouTube put the video back up. They took away my strike. So I still have the other two videos that they appealed. Um, the funny thing is, is they could have shut down my account. Had they DMCA'd all three of those, that would have been three strikes. You're out. My channel is gone, right? Like this happened to the angry video game nerd a little while back, right? You hit three strikes, bam, done, off, right? So they, they could have carpet bombed me and take me out. They didn't do it, which kind of gave me a bit of confidence of like, I think they're bullying, right? They're just like, we will, you know, give a strike on your account and fuck you over. Um, so in the end, they didn't do it. So now what I'm going to do is I've got all The Walking Dead produced. Uh, I'm going to produce the Mass Effects, and I'm going to produce the Bayonetta run-throughs that John and I are doing. Uh, I'm going to get all those produced and uploaded. And then I'm going to upload the next batch of Zelda videos because while I was going through that whole process, everything I had scheduled still published on time and still published with ad revenues and all of that. I just couldn't add anything uh, in, the, in the meantime. So I'm going to get myself all ready for it in case there's like a month where I can't post video uh, and then post it again. But it's like if you guys aren't willing to actually sue, then it's just a bunch of smoke. Uh, and I'll challenge you every single time. Uh, and I did make it very, very careful in everything I ever replied back never to use a nonprofit defense because if we did get popular, yeah, I want to put ads on it. But I figure right now when we're getting like 15 to 20 max views on a video, I'm not going to put ads on that. Well, you said it was what? 10,000 views was two, $2, uh, $2. Uh, a thousand. Uh, a thousand views is uh, 250 Okay. I don't know what kind of ads that is. I don't know if that's the banner or if that's pre-roll or, or what. But the, the most views I've ever had on a video... Um, for Chainsaw Buffet was when they did a video for Street Fighter Cross Tech and when it came out last year. And that's had about 20,000. Um, I think just just short of it. Um, but man, you're screwed for AWA staff uh, media badges. Tell me about it. Um, that's, that's another story entirely. But, you know, that's, that's still it's not a lot of money if I were to monetize that. Of course, Capcom doesn't give a shit. Like, for, for all the dumb shit they do, they, they at least do that right. At least for now. I mean, because unfortunately, this is one of those cases where as time goes on, this has become more and more of a thing because, you know, the PS4 has its share button. Xbox, one of the things they did show about Xbox One is that they said you'll be able to share and share an edit video and put that on the web. Well, the, the like, question the question becomes, and this was something that Basil and I have talked briefly about on Twitter, is that as far as you know, fair use copyright uh, goes, these companies technically don't have any, don't have a legal leg to stand on because this is clearly fair use. It's not something that you are disseminating the entirety of a work. It's a video game. It's it's meant to be played and experienced. Well, okay. The important thing to understand on fair use is that it is a defense, not a a law, um, so that you can't say that these are. I mean, I believe you. These these are. Carnical fair use. There's no question in my mind. But until somebody gets into a courtroom where it gets tested, um, then you don't have case law to point to, which is all the standard ones have at some point entered a case room, uh, courtroom, and they've gone through this trial. 
So nobody has actually sued somebody over um, Let's Plays video game with commentary um, and, you know, to come out and, and see what a ruling is on that, which I think would be stupid because, you know, that I think you'd lose that hands yes. down. And so it's not going to get that far. So in, until it gets that far, though, Nintendo isn't legally a bad faith actor because it hasn't actually hit fair use as a defense and it hasn't hit the courts yet. So they're not acting in bad faith because it's like, well, it's untested, so we can say it isn't fair use and no one can legally say otherwise at this point. Oh, I think just some I, smuck did some math and said, look, if we monetize all these videos and half of them let the ads stay, we can bring be bringing in this much and that value is larger than all of our 3DS sales combined. Um, 3DS is doing really well, but continue. The, the 3DS is doing Wii U, very well. Then. The Wii U is not. Uh, the, Wii U, yes, I'm sorry, Wii U. The, the Wii I, is outselling the Wii U right now. I do think what is interesting about this, like you, you said, the, the PS4 and the Xbox One are going to have um, capability to do this on the machine. So Microsoft and Sony can control how these videos are recorded, where they go. They could technically monetize them. Nintendo didn't build that technology in, so it's almost like where they're lacking in technology, they're making up for it by trying to use legal angles. Here, to here's get that the control thing. over the video. I, I think that they're they're kind of getting ahead of themselves on trying to monetize this because, yeah, Nintendo's case is slightly different because this feature isn't built in. But in the case of the Xbox One and the PS4, um, with everybody and their mother sharing games, it's going to be that much harder to actually break out and be good at it. Yes. Um, yes. I, I, I still think that the proper route, if you're actually looking into content creation as a viable hobby slash possible means of income, what have you, is to, you know, have, you know, buy like an Avermedia Live Gamer Portable or something, you know, use Adobe Premiere or, you know, Windows Movie Maker, whatever you got access to. Well, also and, that. And try and create content that way. Because, you know, the, the in console things aren't going to have a very strong feature set. And with so many users accessing those features, it's going to be hard to differentiate yourself uh, just based on that alone. And the more stuff you add into that, the more fair use it becomes. Yes. Like Nintendo's, you know, I think their argument is, I'm sure someone went, look, you know, hey, wait a minute. These guys are doing all these things, and all they're doing is they're playing our games and talking about them. People get to watch all our games just being played. Yo, why aren't and they're getting monetized for it? Why aren't we getting monetized for it? This is our content. These are our games that they are playing. And in which, which I mean, if you're using a fair use defense, you are at some level acknowledging I am taking your content because I what I'm saying is I am taking your content and using it in a way that is fair use, which is to say in a way that is freedom of speech. You know. Um, I'm taking your work and turning it into something different. Right. And then there's, you know, there's a line of tests for the courts to consider as far as like, okay, is that appropriate, you know, for what they're doing? By the way, John, you want to take a guess at what my uh, number one 22,000 view video is for Game Marks? Uh, I I couldn't say. Moe Mercury special feature. I believe it. Has double, double the (laughs) views of the Xbox 2011 dashboard where I ripped the Major Nelson video and spliced it all up and, and had witty banter and comments on there, um, which got on Joystick. So Joystick was worth 10,000 views. Uh, 
Moe Boobs is worth $22,000. You know, that is an interesting thing because I've I've had... I I don't know what the impetus is for for views. Like, because, uh, you know, like you had that on Joystick. I've had that on other sites that weren't as big as... That weren't even as big as Joystick. But, you know, like the video I mentioned that had 20,000 views, far outperformed by, you know, like, Seven, by six or seven times the number of views, things that I've had on on other websites that you would think would bring in a lot of attention because you know that content was specialized for that audience. Um, you know, like uh, sure you can and I play winner and insights like that. Um, so I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Moi Mikuri, twenty thousand views, and God bless them. God bless that game. God bless everything about it. Uh, I swear, Chris Hansen, Jayla said all those characters were nineteen. It's creepy as hell, man. <laughs> creepy as hell. Uh, so about that Xbox One. Yes. Well, I, I really feel that this this sh- this whole thing into you know IP and Let's Plays is really you know telling us just how little we really know about the Xbox One. We we don't know much more about uh, PlayStation Four either. Although we've actually seen some some games and some old man faces and stuff no, like that. I, I kind of feel we do know at least a little bit more about the PlayStation 4. We, we know the kind of cloud services they actively want to use. Yeah. You know, we know what games that they, they, they've already shown off. We know more about the controller, really, than what they showed off, you know. We, we know what the mystery buttons on the PS4 do, whereas, you know, those buttons we still aren't sure what... Yeah, that's They're kind of overall. One. That overall with that Xbox One announcement, right? They, they, they showed the stuff, but they didn't give me a sense of how the technology is going to actually work. Like, well, I'm speculating how the DVR stuff works. I, I'm speculating how the the cable pass through stuff will work. But on the PlayStation Four, it was like, yeah, this is going to go up to Ustream. You're just going to hit this button, and you're going to be playing your game, and then you're going to go up to Ustream, and we're going to show that with. While we're playing a real fucking game, not from some pre-rendered video behind me here. Yeah, that's that's interesting because like the um, you know they showed the apps on Windows or Xbox One. They talked about how there's some piece of the Windows kernel in there, and so it's like that could be apps, that could not be apps. I don't know. You know, are you gonna get to write your yeah. your Metro apps? You know, your Windows Eight because that whole like Snap thing. Is a, yeah. is a Windows 8 sidebar thing, if you haven't seen that thing before, because, I mean, how many of us are actually wanting to run Windows 8? But um, it, it that's a, like an app ecosystem thing, and so it's like, okay, are you going to have an app ecosystem marketplace on here? I mean, if you're going to go to this ESPN level... Or does just get their special app that does yes, streaming video? Or is it still a closed partner-only ecosystem... And it's like, yeah, under the hood, this thing is running Windows RT, and you know, if you write a Windows RT app, it can technically deploy here, but we're only going to allow partners and special agreements. In which case, you get like, you know, the Netflix app, which is like the shittiest of all Netflix apps, is on the 360. And you have to. No, pay to I use have, it. I I have a uh, a Sony Blu-ray player that has a Netflix app that is crappier. Well, well you know what though, that almost kind of points out the. The, the irony of all this Xbox One shit is that some of these Blu-ray players are doing all this shit already. Like, you get a Blu-ray player that browses the web. whoop de fucking do You can get some TVs that, that already do it. Like, Samsung Smart TVs, you know, has a Netflix app, has a Hulu app, has a Crunchyroll app. You know, some of them, 
I think possibly at this point even have Funimation apps. I could be wrong on that one. But, and, like... And there's no reason not to believe that these aren't going to stay behind the, the Xbox Live Gold membership paywall, either. Um, whereas, every, you know, anywhere else in your mother, you know, you download the app for free, you can use it as long as you have a subscription to the service, or, you know, in, in places like Crunchyroll, where it's free, it's free, and you can use it, and you can upgrade, you know, to get rid of ads, or, you know, you can just do the Hulu Plus thing, and the ads stay there, and you get a little extra content, and you can somehow use the mobile device, but Hulu Plus sucks. Anyway. So the controller. Um, I guess the big change on the controller, besides the little DVR share button thing, uh, is that you can have force feedback and the triggers? Yeah. And, no, and the it's a decent D-pad. That's what's important, the decent freaking... <laughs> D-pad. It would be important to fighting game players to have a decent D-pad, except for the fact that nobody's going to uh, run tournaments on Xbox One because of the Connect and uh, once-a-day online uh, connection oh. requirements. No, oh, man, bitter irony. Awesome, why are you so sweet? <laughs> you know, all, the, all those awesome 2D games I can get for my Xbox Live arcade right. that won't play on my Xbox yeah, all all those classic uh, retro games and all those 2D games that Microsoft is absolutely committed to ignoring. I, I made a joke on Twitter, like, you know, what's going to be the one, uh, you know, Xbox exclusive title from, you know, like Square Enix or somebody where it says, no, we really care about Japanese uh, developers. We really do, honest. Though that... But... But that, that may show up at E3 because, you know, they haven't actually announced any games. But, yeah, they completely ignored the fuck out of Japan in this one. However, something I do wonder now that I'm talking about it and thinking about it is one of the best uses for my 360 controller. I own a wired one, and I plug that into my PC to play my games on Steam. Yeah, that that kind of becomes the other question I have about this is that you're you're running on a Windows 8 based platform. You're running game, you know, primarily. You know, Microsoft's target audience is the same as, um, you know, the PC audience to a large degree in that it's, you know, shooters and games like that. You know, it's not so much real-time strategy games, but, um, you know, it's 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 very shooter-heavy, very focused on that. So I'm like, you have all these features that I can get on my computer... And um, I, I, I've never been very particularly... Uh, I've never thought that the Xbox Studios games were especially strong exclusive titles, uh, largely because Rare hasn't made anything good in about 20 years. And uh, Well, they don't even have Rare anymore, right? Is Rare gone? <sighs> no, no, they just regulated to make all bunch of Kinect games. Yeah, I, I like, think Rare's... Rare's still around, but... Now that said, I believe the original brothers that ran Rare are no longer with Rare. Like it's a, it's you know, ran by new people, but that doesn't always mean they make bad games. For example, uh, Retro from Nintendo, the guys who made Metroid Prime, the primary guys who made the, that that Metroid Prime series, were not the ones who made Donkey Kong Returns. But that said, Donkey Kong Returns was a very good game. Um, just as a quick tangent, um. You know, there's that whole Capcom hates Mega Man thing. One one of the things that uh, Capcom canceled before it was ever really announced was Retro had a first-person shooter version of Mega Man X in development, and thank God they canceled that shit. No, no, that was the original maker, original guys from Retro 
form their own studio. Either, either way, like that, just that. But that that's shit fine needed to go because that just keeps them in paychecks long enough to land the awesome two D Batman game. I'm going to get this fall for my Vita, so I have something to play on my Vita. Yeah, well, you you may have a lot more to play on your Vita in about two years when Gaikai finally takes off, but that's another story. Eh, I got my ease. I don't care. Um, rare is hiring. <laughs> Microsoft Studios rare. You can you can get hired there. Well, supposedly they're going to be bringing back an old franchise that everybody loves for the Xbox One. Supposedly. They're gonna be bringing back Battletoads. Or Killer Instinct, because you like fighting games, right? You're John. Yeah, I, I do, but I'm not going to buy... I, I'm just going to go ahead and tell you. Um, I'm not going to buy an Xbox One for Killer Instinct. Banjo-Kazooie, Nuts and Bolts 2. Banjo-Kazooie, go and kill yourself. <laughs> Banjo-Kazooie Instinct, Killer Bolts, they, they, they will Pinata. bring. They will bring item collection. Party animals. Uh, new and innovative Me. item collection into... Uh, hey, I, I won't lie. Looking I'd be action. down for a new Viva Pinata. A, a real honest-to-God Viva Pinata, not some some mobile handheld shit or something. But, like, you know, I go I go for another Viva Pinata. Uh, I, I will go to somebody else's house and play Battletoads. I can't tell you I'd buy a system for nope. it. Nope. <laughs> I will would admit... Not. For working at a guy who works at a store that sells games, an actual, you know, revamp of Battletoads would just kill a whole subsection of print callers. It would just just take all the wind out of their sails, and that'd be pretty nice to be able to go, yes, you can reserve Battletoads. Do you actually get that a lot? Yes. Is it the same person over and over? No. Probably. <laughs> it has been different people. Are they a regular guests on the Chainsaw Buffet? <laughs> no, no, they, they 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 don't know my number. Are we missing it's anything? Is there something that's been announced we didn't cover? I'm I'm. I, I really like the the really interesting thing about the Xbox One, the announcement stuff was all the stuff they didn't they 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 told the people like news outlets, but then didn't bother to actually cover it during their their uh, release, like stuff like the used games. Which they talked to Wired and then other things. And Phil Harrison just constantly going riffing off that. And everyone going like, wait, what? Wait, what? There's a fee? No, there's no fee. But But you'll have to pay the cost of the game. But there's no fee. But there's there's no fee. No, but if you want to play, if you want to take to a friend's house and the friend wants to play it on their account... They'll have to buy the game. No, it doesn't have to always be connected, but yes, you need to connect it at least once a day. Well, well there's know. no fee, but yes, there is a fee, but no, it just... When you're at the age, when you're at the point of, like, deciding which Microsoft Twitter stream to trust, I think I think we've already lost. Yes. But, yeah, that's, that's the thing, is that, like, there's a lot of un- now unanswered questions, and there's a lot of Miss possibly misinformation or just confused information out there that we won't know until later. Yeah, and a lot of the problem, I guess, is a you know a press conference, like a marketing heavy press conference. It's going to slow them. Down. Like they have no interest in stopping to quash rumors or anything. Like just pretend it doesn't exist and show them shiny things. No. Yes, but at the same time, I think 
they I think the 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 mistake here I think is that if you're not getting the hardcore gamer on board, you're not going to have the launch sales that you need to get in the secondary audience later. You I think know? they're and, counting on E3, but that that remains to be seen. Well, for example, I just pulled up that just hit like four minutes ago on Polygon. Um, this email that Microsoft sent to them, while quote, while Phil Harrison discussed many potential scenarios around games on Xbox One, today we have only confirmed that we designed Xbox One to enable our customers to trade in and resell games at retail. Microsoft told Polygon, which kind of flies out everything that Phil Harrison said. So, who knows? Including Microsoft. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, as, as Mike very uh, expertly stated earlier, given the information that they've given us and the questions that the core gamer audience um, still has, the the best thing they've done is, you know, they've, they've gotten themselves a little bit of play in the mainstream media, but as far as, you know, the, the core gamers, they've gotten themselves, you know, a couple of weeks of bad press. What do you? Um, I don't know if it was you, John, or, or you, Basil. Somebody was making the point of um, with the with all the titles becoming similar across all platforms, and there was some news today uh, that Unity just went free for iOS and Android. So Unity was free for PC and web, uh, and now they just added iOS and Android, which were. A, Four hundred dollars a piece, and so it was an eight hundred dollar total um, for your smaller studios. Uh, Unity has a big base in the in the in the smaller tier. Let's say like indie level of of, of what we guys do at Funkworks. Um, you could get up to you know your. I mean, Bastion was X and A, but you could get up to like your your Bastion, your fifteen dollar XBLA titles, right? Um, these can all be done, you know, and done well using Unity. And then at your higher end, you have Unreal, right? And and they're dominating, uh, you know, at the AAA level and running on almost every platform now. And so if I'm writing to frameworks now, because you'd be stupid not to pick one of these frameworks to go with. If I'm writing these frameworks, that it's like, okay, with this framework, I will get uh, iOS, Android, PC, web... Unity, by the way, also supports, and PlayStation has confirmed, PlayStation 4, uh, Wii, and Wii U. I'm going to assume that, you know, hopefully Xbox will come at it, but uh, and they'll get added as well, and you can use um, Unity to target the Xbox as well. Then it becomes a question of, like, what really is going to differentiate the consoles, because it's not going to be the games. They're going to be able to... They're all going to be cross-platform by their by their nature. Um and it just it comes down to you know the services and features of the console and the ecosystem and i here is where i actually don't think when you look at what we know about the playstation 4 and what we know about the xbox uh one i don't see a good case for the xbox one and i don't see an amazing case for the playstation 4 i'm not no it, 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 it at all it does leave some some things to be desired but but it's the one i'm leaning to at the moment as somebody who's never really been a playstation guy and and it's interesting because uh, I think at the free level, uh, PlayStation has a very very good 
set of services that you can use on PSN, and then they add PSN Plus, which I think is is a very good model for them um, because you know you're getting savings on on games, but it's also a way to sort of drive digital content sales for them. Uh, and plus, you know they're they're going to be rolling out Gaikai at some point, and if and this is a pretty big if because we we still know very precious little about Gaikai and how it will work in the future and how that whole cross-play between the PS3 and the Vita uh, is going to work and how it will be, or the PS4 rather I should say, and Vita, and how that will work in practice as opposed to in theory. But I think that has the potential, if it's if it's done correctly, to sort of be the tipping point for PlayStation 4 versus uh, Xbox One, because Xbox One's services seem to be more of the same of what we can expect, you know, from what we've come to expect on Xbox 360 and Xbox Live, and I don't think they're going to be giving you a lot of stuff for free. It, it's, it seems unlike, as much of a great move, and I would applaud it if they did it, it would be for them to say, you can play your, uh, you can play games for free, and we're going to be giving you all these extra stuff, all this extra stuff on Xbox Live Gold that you're going to want to pay for anyway. Um, yeah, I don't think they're going to do it because once they've got you paying for it, um, I it's hard to see a situation where they're going to say, you know what, um, this this thing that you're buying this for, we're going to give that to you for free because we're good guys. Yeah, yeah, I mean it, it's making some level of revenue, and it's hard to argue that you know, it, it's hard to make this case. It's like no, no, you don't understand. By keeping this going, yes, you're making some level of you got like this cash coming in that goes away. But the marketplace will then get bigger for all of our other stuff. You know, we can sell more freaking avatar crap because we'll have more people on or something. I don't, I don't know what right offhand. If the reason it is avatars, we don't even know that at the moment. Avatars may be dead. They may be killed. I mean, they didn't show any in the UI. No, there was no avatars in the UI. You know, Um, that's it, man. They didn't show a bunch of crappy pre-rendered Connect avatar games. But they also didn't show a whole bunch of fucking ads in the UI either, so I'm guessing this is probably not final. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. Yeah. Um, well, you know, back on the, the Gaikai thing with Sony, Sony, like, left me, and again, don't know if they're going to do this, but left me with this idea of, like, wait a minute, are you guys seriously on the verge of, like, a Netflix streaming game system? You know, like Gamefly, except I stream them instead of get them by mail. Because if you're doing that, you know, and even if it's just like PS1 era and before, but it has a huge back catalog, shit, sign me up, man. I'm I'm down for that, you know. I'm getting tired of these little fuckers wanting their $200 for a copy of Chrono Trigger. You know, well, I'll just pay also, to stream that. Well, that's one of those things that I do feel like, you know, the PSN games and the you know, Nintendo's virtual console does help that I can get for a decent amount of money, you know, eight, you know, five to 10 bucks per game. I can get a version of that game that I can play no problem without having to go hunting and finding. Right. That is, so if, that is nice if, to have. Yeah. So if the streaming component, if their online Gaikai streaming component lets them turn that into a Netflix, all you, you know, eat all you can, all you can eat. Yeah. All you can eat. Uh, buffet style, you know, it's like where I pay, you know, 15, 20 bucks a month and then I just go in and, you know, here's the titles available. And, you know, just like Netflix, some things move on, some things move off. You know, it's like 
new game launches and they do like a promo thing and it's like yeah it's on your Gaikai now for this first month you know if you want to play it or and know, if they they're really person. smart um you know if you're a Gaikai subscriber um once that game rolls off the service say hey if if you like this game you can buy the discount yeah yeah i mean that seems really appealing. That seems that's what I want out of this next console generation. Is like I want you to go digital, and I want you to do it in a way that never would have worked with physical discs. I don't just want an analog transfer. I just don't want a one-to-one mapping of well, you bought it here, so you buy it here. Yeah, I I, I don't want to pay sixty dollars for a game for a digital copy of a game that I can't transfer and is stuck on my hard drive. Um, for a game I can buy a physical copy of for the same amount, you know, get give me a discount, you know, make it make it enticing for me to buy digitally if that's if that's the service they're wanting to push. Especially when Steam is going to sell that game. Hell, if you wait for the sale, that sixty dollars game is fifteen ten bucks, right? Right. Um, but even not on sale, you could catch it thirty five to forty um, within the relative launch window of the game when it's still sixty dollars per console. And like you said, I can plug my Xbox controller up to my PC, and you guys are pretty much a PC the same as I am now. In fact, I've got 12 gigs of RAM, so I'm I'm beating you. I don't know how many billions of transistors I have. Um, <laughs> I'll have to look that up. But uh, you know, I can I can run the same game and I have the same experience on either platform. So, what are you offering? You know, like what what's your what your are you buying? To? What are yeah, you what, selling? Well, right exactly. now. What you know, what they've got over Steam is you know easy connection to the TV and and certain developer support. I think that's that's one of the key differences um, between PC and console gaming is what kind of game are you into and uh, does the develop you know do the developers that you enjoy the most support that platform uh, for all the games that you like? And in my instance, yeah, you're you're no. you're screwed. You're screwed, yeah. John. Yeah, you play fighting games. Just buy your PS4 and suck it up. Exactly. Buy your uh, $400 dive kick controller and uh, enjoy that. Dive kick is going to be amazing. And I already have my dive kick controller. I've been using it for, for years. Shout out to ARC. What, man? I'm like the only person I know that's still excited for dive kick. Dive kick is going to be the best. I, I am going to main the Baz. I'm looking forward to your copyright takedowns of your Let's Plays of dive kick. I. You think I am gonna do that it right now. I don't think Keats is gonna do that to me. We're we're <laughs> we're homeboys, even though we've never talked before. I don't think Keats is gonna do that to me. He's not gonna do me like that. Um, you say that now, but now I think he might. He, he's he gonna, might just to screw with you specifically. He's he's gonna go all esports on me. So you've um, never talked, but you're you're down. Like yeah, so, this is the down. this is the whole fandom thing where we're no, we're no, not this, a fandom, we're a family. No, this yeah, is this is like. Uh, Chris from the Manpower saying that him and, and Taylor Swift were best buddies. Oh, yeah. If um if you're if you're into the, the yeah. live streaming or you're into doing let's plays, and we touched on a little bit uh, over on Reddit. Uh, I I don't know remember the link of the post, but if you search over on Reddit, uh, somebody started a thread there building a table of all the different companies and which ones had published what on let's plays. You know, like, for example, Minecraft and Notch have just said, yeah, go ahead, monetize it. We don't care. Do whatever. Um, and Blizzard. Blizzard's the same way. I think Blizzard had, like, in there, like, if you do some uh, streaming such, you have to be careful of use of their names and their trademarks. Um, but, you know, 
uh, other than that, they were like, yeah, we're fine. We don't care. You know, stream so, our stuff. So wait, you, you can't use their names and like you have to bleep those out. In your no, 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 no. I think in like the title of your your um, your your stream, your channel okay. or whatever. I uh, thought it was going to be like, you know, and here we are about to take down bleep. Well, no, no. So they're, you know, because they do StarCraft events like that, and they're obviously um, doing a uh, Dota, or is that, that Valve? I, I think the Dota other is one? Valve. Um, What's, yeah. Dota's Valve. And, Dota's and Valve. God, God help me, I do not understand, and maybe it's, maybe it's just because I'm, I'm fighting games and, and anti-esports, but I don't understand the appeal of watching competitive StarCraft and League of Legends. Like I'm sure, uh, they're they're not games for me. They're not the types of game I enjoy. Well, I'm sure they're fine games, but I don't. Understand. Yeah, but for the same reason that you like watch a fighting yeah. game, there are nuances to what the top guys are doing. That if you're into that, you pick up on these little nuances. If you're not really deep into it, it means nothing to you. Of any, like a fighting game is a little bit more visceral to watch, though. Like you don't necessarily for have to you. understand all of the high-end technical aspects of execution all that to see, hey, here's Doctor Strange beating up on the guy from Mega Man. Oh, that, well, that's just seen... because the... It's all because the match itself is shorter. Yes. Yeah. Like, the thing with RTSs is, is that there's there's a lot more... There's a build-up period where you're amassing your, your crap, and then, you know, then the action happens, and then it's like, holy crap, what are and, you doing? Well, if you I, watch yeah, but, the pro-level no. StarCraft, they're wrapping up in, like, ten minutes. Yeah. That's the like, thing, though. Build like, up ten, is... 10 Quit. minutes and you've got an entire set of Marvel out of the way. Like, yeah, that, but like I I am bored with the Marvel set and I enjoy the StarCraft. That's what I'm saying like this works for you, but I don't care about the fighting games enough like you know, I just want to I, I just mash A, you know. It's like, oh, you know like what's crazy? A. You should you should play Persona 4 Arena. Anyway, go ahead. You <laughs> know what's crazy though? Like, you know, StarCraft takes 10 minutes, Marvel takes, you know, less than a minute. There are these games that people play that they televise that like they do four 15 minute quarters and Here, that's, oh, Dota, Dota is they're like pausing an hour, between hour and a half them to show commercials and stuff. And people watch these on TV. I mean, but ba like Starcraft is more like baseball. Like, yeah, the games take about the same amount of time as, as a football game, but there is so much less happening in a baseball game. Like it, there's so much buildup that's required before action actually gets going. Whereas, um, you know, well, again, I think it's down to like how deep you're into it, because if you're into like the baseball game, then like pitcher lineup changes matter to you and somebody leading off a base and the outfielder moving three steps in like all this means something to you and, and you're analyzing they, they all that. They don't all that, though. It, it's even though they have several cameras covering a baseball game. I'm but, trying to make the analogy work, but I hate baseball. Like baseball is just a boring. Like, I don't understand why anybody would watch that. But <laughs> yes. on, on StarCraft. Like watching somebody you set their suck. Values, um is background noise is entertaining to me. You know, like watching somebody set up their build cues and what they're going for first, and it's like, oh wait, they're gonna build for you know a reaver rush, you know, and it's like, okay, that's interesting to me. I'm not interested in the fighting game because I don't care to get that deep into it. Um, so I think I think there's these are niche markets, you know, in the let's play universe. Um, the Dota. Those things run like an hour, man. Um, but people are logging in and watching those things. You know, it's an hour battle for pretty much for uh, any Dota game. 
Um, somebody in, in the stream was saying, who are these people and how can I contact them? Um, you can contact us through podcast at ChainsawBuffet.com. We are, are the Chainsaw Buffet podcast. Are you uh, sure it wasn't eatadick at ChainsawBuffet.com? I heard that earlier. I was about to say, you can also send complaints to eatadick at ChainsawBuffet.com. Um, that email address also works, believe it or not. Um, and and we, may, we may address those complaints on air uh, in a very dismissive and uh, sarcastic fashion. Um... Anything else on the Xbox One? Um, something did come through a few minutes ago on IGN that I failed to mention before uh, we got into this whole esports FGC thing. Um, I feel we're not doing a proper Xbox One podcast because we keep like. Well, you know what? There's if, only so if much. Microsoft a did a fucking a podcast. I was about to say, if Microsoft did a pro- uh, proper fucking press conference, maybe we'd ha- uh, have a proper fucking podcast to talk about it. Um, no, but, I would say this is pretty much a proper chance of a <laughs> podcast. Um, that that is. I, I guess we're not getting into the Bible enough, but <laughs> aside true. from that, we're not we're not quite going deep as fuck here. Um, but, where's Charlie when you need him? To be fair, we didn't get into the the uh, Bible. We got into early church history. There's there's a difference. True, and you can read all about it in the Bible. Um, well, that's no, how but you, you can. That's you how can... they created the Bible was first the first, you know. Blah blah blah, Congress or Continental or uh, Ecumenical, yeah, the, the whatever. Constitutional uh, Congress assembled Ugh. and put uh, the. Did anyone nail paper to wood? Is what I want to know. Um, no, that that was no, much we, later. We, no, uh, somebody nailed Luther it due to a tree, and and thus Christianity started. Um, anyway, uh, Xbox One, you can't uh, the the hard drive cannot be used or modified. Like the five the five hundred gig hard drive is what you have, and, and you know there's going to be cloud saves and stuff like that. Um, it will support external uh, storage through USB, but that's all that's been said about that. So if you want to do like I did with the PS3 and stick like a one terabyte hard drive in there, sorry. Well, I mean it's Microsoft, right? So like they would sell that drive for like a thousand dollar add-on or some shit. <laughs> right. Right. They'll probably they'll probably just sell like a USB another USB uh, device or something like that, or just sell you more cloud storage on Xbox Live Gold. You know, at least Nintendo with the Wii U was like, you know, guys, screw it, just plug in a hard drive. We're done. Don't care. How many Don't blocks care. is that hard drive? Do we still have blocks on Wii U? No, I think we don't. I don't. I think it's just it's just memory. Does anyone here own a Wii U? Yes. Basically okay. Does. Okay. <laughs> All right. We Suddenly are qualified Mike, it's to quiet. talk about it. All right. <laughs> no, I actually really, especially the latest update, I actually like my Wii U a lot. I wish there were more games I could play on it, but as a system goes, I like it a lot. Well, and it maintained backward compatibility, right? With Wii. Yeah, I, I, it, it does. It, you know, Nintendo gives you one. And I assume that they'll probably give us, you know, they've, they've announced their Wind Waker HD port. I would not be surprised if they do that with other, you know, GameCube games. But Nintendo, at least as far as I can tell, when they say HD port, boy, do they mean it. Like, it's almost remake level to what they're doing with that stuff. Which makes sense because that they did the same thing with all their um, 3DS games. Like, if you look at the Star Fox 64 and the Ocarina of Time, like, they do not look like the same games they original were. They look way nicer. But I love Nintendo, so what do I know? Well, 
I have to say though, like there's no rumor, you know, they didn't do the, um, you know, you can't rent or trade discs. There's none of that stuff going around. So it's entirely possible that when, that when everything's said and done, like Nintendo did everything right. Um, at least as far as, you know, not screwing over the gamer, whether, you know, that's probably not enough to, you know, well, I think Nintendo's, Nintendo's going to be fine. They just haven't put out their Nintendo games. Like that's as soon true. as Nintendo starts putting out the actual games, they put out the 3d Mario, the actual Zelda, Metroid, smash brothers, whatever the Wii U is going to be fine. What Nintendo got caught caught up with is the fact that H- making HD games is hard and they didn't know that yet because they never made HD games before. And on, on top of that, uh, they continue to have abysmal third-party support. And that that just kills a console if you don't have, you know... Nintendo makes can still make good games, but that's not going to drive sales of a, of a console all by itself outside of its, you know, core base you know it n- these nintendo direct press conferences and all and stuff like that are all fine but what are you really doing to expand your audience and and right now they're not doing a very good job of it so what we're saying is in summary of the xbox one press conference it's uh, N- nintendo wii u and ouya are your next gen console choices that's what it's that's if what you want to if you want to stick to your your fan complaints and your principles if you want to play actually you know actual games that you know you want to play then yeah you're gonna have to go with something that uses a little more drm a well I, more DRM. I, I will say at, at, at this point at this juncture and this is before e3 but this is also why we're recording before e3 so we can give you the raw BS that we can generate yeah, so the, well. The raw, unfounded, unsolicited overreaction to a oh, console. Oh, come on. That's that... the next two weeks of gaming press. Yes, yes but we're right getting here. it in now. We are Actually, we're probably, being, we're probably being more balanced and uh, level-headed than, than because, most people. Because none of us actually uh, have seen a game that we've said, oh my god, you know, this game is coming... It's, it's not like uh, what Metal Gear Solid 4 was for me with the last generation when I said, you know, when Metal Gear Solid 4 comes out, I'm going to murder someone in front of their own mother to get a PlayStation 3. I don't care what well, I have to do. That, said, uh, that I, game's I, not here yet. For for me, the closest thing there is isn't that the new Infamous game for PS4. Because I really enjoyed Infamous 1 and 2. And so a new Infamous game is... That sounds good to me. But... What I'm getting from Nintendo and I am getting from Sony is overall being less dicks than Microsoft. <laughs> yes, that is true. The, yeah. yes. I, I mean, Sony my, is winning me over because that's J Blow's console, you know, and where J Blow goes, so go I. So, well, Nintendo and Sony, especially Sony with their indie pub fund, and Nintendo, but Nintendo's got way better at it too, is they're way more interested in actually courting. You know, independent developers. They are both right on the edge of holy shit, they did it. App Store on a console that isn't fucking Xbox Live Indie games and restricted and, and crammed in a corner and buried, and there's no filters to filter out the bullshit. Both Nintendo and I, I feel like any day now, there's going to be the announcement of like, 
okay guys we've been doing this and we've been looking at the numbers and holy shit do you guys like buying games we didn't know we're sorry here's your game store go price it whatever the hell you want go put your sales on it we're just gonna take 30 percent off the top because who knew it could be that fucking easy and then uh, gold digger games is gonna have a, a playstation 4 dev kit <laughs> Well, I mean, Nintendo's uh, gotten really I am close first to that already. in line for a silver dollar game on another platform. Just no. on principle. On principle, no. yes. I, I, if, I if you buy it, you need to invite me over for a let's play so I can eviscerate it in person. <laughs> well, it depends on because there have been some good silver dollar games, and then there have been some. Yeah, it could be one of those silver dollar games of like, okay, I think this is good, and I'm liking this. This might be art. So did they what ever release is wrong that? with me at the moment? Am I did I die? Am I stoned? Did they Who ever release that brain? game that they said that all these other shitty games were their justification for for you know we're gonna make this one brilliant game? It's coming, we promise. Did that well, ever happen? Made, um, they made Jump Hero and um, shit. What was their other entry into? Uh, they they entered a, the game competition, the Dream Build Play game competition. And on both of those, they actually had um, some nicely polished games, you know. Um, their, their gameplay on either of those weren't, like, amazingly deep, but it was like... It does always raise that question of, like, man, you guys can do this stuff, and why you keep doing the other stuff, you know? Like, you even said yourself it doesn't sell, so... How many fart joke games can you make? Right. I mean, massage games. Are you going to uh, and and you know dating sims? I don't think they made any fart joke games or massage games. No, try not to fart is. Oh, so they made the not farting game. They made the try not to fart game. Uh, Didn't they make one of those how to talk to girls games or something in that vein? Right, Fable. Right, we're talking about Fable now, right? Xbox. Yeah. Okay. We're we're gonna go to Fable. Yeah. That no. That's not going. I think to, I think uh, Silver Dollar stayed away from like. Okay. So Silver Dollar was the worst, and then a whole new crop of worst came in below them. That was the dating sim games, and then the how to pick up girl games, um, and and the screensavers. Um, you can at least say on a Silver Dollar game. There was some level of interactivity between the buttons and what was on screen. You know, I I don't even understand with with games like these. I don't understand why Nintendo and Sony just wouldn't be jumping at that whole app store on a console thing. Well, they kind of are. Like, well, they haven't like on there yet, but it seems it, like they're making the motions for it. It's like how you get hentai. Okay, if you go to a country and you ban porn. Nature finds a way, okay? <laughs> and if you go to a console and you strip out achievements and online connectivity and and leaderboards and all these features, you get the hentai of video games, right? Nature finds a way to entertain itself. No, uh, I think those were Moe McCurry and the, the Avalos Dungeon. I, I will not hear you speak badly of Moe McCurry because that was actually a pretty fun puzzle game. Oh yeah, yeah. No, dude, I gave it high remarks. I can't go against that. There's a there's a site you can go see my reviews of like going like, yeah, I know it's based. There's all these creepy underage uh, girls that you, know. you that you are systematically undressing, which that's no, that's uh, undressing not and then jiggling their boobs. Yeah, that, yeah, that's undressing and then jiggling boobs. But it's a damn good puzzle game. It, it was. It, 
it's one of those things where if if you took all that stuff out, you'd say this is a really good puzzle game, and then never buy it. So when they released yep. like it would a be bejeweled. Yep. When they released a follow up and they released a sequel, um, there was a lot of uh, flack in the Xbox uh, indie game forums. Uh, because it's like you didn't make a new game. You just changed the girl models and kicked out the same game. And it's like I was I was the expert to come in and say, no, I've played the puzzle games. These are actually a new puzzle yeah, mechanic. It's a, di- yeah, it's a different system. This is a different system and a different game. Um, you had to be the one. I'm glad it was I had you to be the one. Me. I had to speak up and go like, it actually is a new game, guys. I guys, I will say this is the most I've ever heard anyone talk about Xbox indie games ever. Well, when you get two Xbox Live Indie Game developers on it who have a podcast dedicated to Xbox Live Indie Games and have done Xbox Live Indie Game review sites for two years and have released 113 Let's Plays of Xbox Live Indie Games. You we might are the product not. of the echo chamber. Yes. Yes, yes you are. <laughs> but sadly, Microsoft doesn't care about you anymore. They don't even give a fuck enough to just kill us. To just put a knife in our back so we know we're dead. Well, I mean, didn't they do that to X and A? Yes, no, not officially. They don't come out and officially say, it's fucked, guys. There will never be an update again. You should probably find something else. They just stop updating it, and you just read that everybody that was ever on the team left, but there's no actual official, like, this is what we want you to do next because this is dead. You have to. You find out by an MVP going, yeah, they didn't re- renew my MVP for... X and A, they asked me to move somewhere else. You so. might have to explain that. That's some inside baseball there. Oh. Um, do you want me to explain it? or? Yeah, MVP is most valuable penis. Um. <laughs> well, okay. No, that's it, clearly it's me. an award they, they give. And Dylan takes over to explain. <laughs> yeah, it's an award they give to members of the developer community who are um, who do a lot of speaking and writing uh, on a certain topic. And I uh, was an MV penis for two years. Yeah, for ASP.net. So don't was, judge my MV penis. I'm, I'm not. I'm not judging. I'm just saying, like, it's outside of X and A. Like, this was. We never got into. Um, my MV penis was fully erect in any technology it went to. <laughs> <laughs> oh. You know, um, what I was trying to say was. We had heard nothing about XNA or very little about XNA until um, it was a couple of months ago when one of the MVPs got a letter that said, hey, yeah, this uh, MVP and it wasn't XNA. It was whatever that group was under. Uh, it's no longer going to be there. Do you want to move to a different... Uh... It was the letter where they announced that the DirectX yeah. team is no longer a DirectX okay, team. Yeah, that's right. It is now a component of the Windows team. So yep. your DirectX team just got swallowed by Windows. So look forward to all that great DirectX innovation uh, in the future. New innovation. New innovation. Yeah. You know, like every time they release a new operating system because now it's part of the operating system and not an out-of-band release. And you know that games only innovate when you know there's a new... Uh, graphic cards are stagnant until there's a new operating system. And like, for example, say a new generation, like the Xbox One. Or the Xbox Two. Uh, I don't know what they're going with next. I, I, I it, still it, might love, be, it might be Xbox Seven. Oh, I, I still love that 
when, when I looked at it, the first thing I thought was, man, that thing's really big. Kind of like the original Xbox. I am on board with the Xbox 2 only if it is in, listed in the Roman numerals. They they have what? a bold and innovative design, which is a black fucking rectangle. It's not like we've ever had one of those in our living Hey, room. let's just hope look, the damn thing doesn't overheat, all right? Do you, well, you see that gigantic fan on the right side? Um, that, that controller looks a lot like the original S-Type controller on the Xbox One. Yeah. It looks a whole lot like they went, all right, guys. You know what we should do? Go back. It doesn't yeah. have the white and black buttons, though. Mercifully, those were the worst. I I, I laughed when they said that they're innovating or that they were improving the best uh, gaming controller in the world. I'm like, wait, they're doing a Dual Shock? Uh, I hear a lot of people say, aside from the D-pad. Uh, most people I've talked to have preferred the 360 controller to the PS. It's a toss-up. Those are two really good controllers, and there it's hard may, to... There may be a Chainsaw Buffet, Chainsaw Buffet podcast in which I liken the PlayStation 2 or 3 uh, controller thumbsticks to the feeling of fondling an old man's hairy balls. I'm okay with that. <laughs> how I, it, I, I don't they, even want to know how you know how to make that comparison. Really, the I think that was your response then too. Was I was okay with it? I I believe that. <laughs> I, I, I think we were sucking that. on um, tequila pops with uh, the with worm the worms in them. In them yeah. Yes. Um, but it's one of those things where if you play a lot of shooters, the Xbox controller is wonderful for that. But the you know the D pad and the face buttons you know the X Y A and B buttons are fucking awful compared to to the DualShock buttons. So if you're playing, uh, like playing Bayonetta with with those buttons is not a, a great time. It's not a great time. Yeah, I've never had any problem with them. But again, like I said, that you've got two really good controllers. They're not going to change them a whole lot because. I am actually really interested. I liked what I saw with the DualShock 4. Like my biggest problem with the DualShock is I kind of wish the analog sticks were t a little tighter. I think they said it, they did that, didn't they? They did, and they also the handles look way more ni nicer to hold. Yeah, yeah. And it looks like they have actual triggers, but they don't have vibrating triggers like the Xbox One does. Uh, again, they. I don't even understand how that works. They have. To if if you didn't know, now you know. Uh, they completely designed that controller around first-person shooters and nothing else. I hope you enjoy Call of Duty. I, I really feel so far from what I've seen, that is what they've designed the, the, the Xbox <laughs> One for. First-person shooters and nothing else, which loses me. The reason why I bought the Xbox 360 was because there was stuff that I actually wanted to play on it, like Dead Rising and Lost Odyssey. And I really, because, you know, they, they actually actively courted Japanese developers because they were going to try to win over Japan once more. They were going to really do it this time. And they didn't. I bought, and, I, and I think this time they're not even trying. I bought well, my no, the Kinect, Mass Effect. The Kinect um, works now in a, in a smaller room, so that might be their attempt to win over Japan. No, the, the, uh, no, the, the two systems that will win over Japan is the Wii U because that, that two-screen thing, especially playing without having to use your TV, is so 
Japan centric. It's insane. Um, and these are the people PS... who write novels on their little Nokia phones. So I mean, what they get into is kind of hard to understand sometimes. Well, not really. When you realize that you know, all of Japan, you know, is New York City. Like it's it's you know a full nation on this little island, and there's only so much space that you can actually fit people into, and so people with technology you know, are in cities like Tokyo, whatnot, that are that's lots of urban sprawl, which means they all live in tiny ass apartments, which means they actually only have room for like one or two TVs total ever. So the off you know gamepad play is actually super useful. And then you have the PS4, which is going to be Sony. So, you know, go glorious Nippon. <laughs> and the uh, USJ, USJ. Uh, God bless the United States of Japan. Uh, so is there anything else we, we want to, to say? Any parting thoughts on the Xbox One? Because we've been talking about this for damn near two hours. After I hope to God to hear something about an indie game support at E3, but I... I am stealing myself for another disappointment. Yeah. I I actually, like, that may happen, but I don't think it's going to happen at launch with either the PS4 or the Xbox. Well, the difference between the PS4 and the, and the Xbox on there um, is that the PS4 has never had that. The Xbox would mean right. an active killing of a service. Right, but I, I think it will be this bleak world where, you know, there's no story for you know your hobbyist developer to actually be able to put games on a console i think something will probably push them in that direction but i don't know what so far from ever i've seen from next gen my con my conclu so far my conclusion is damn does it feel good to be a 3ds owner because that is the best system going right now it's had some of the best game releases that of any system. It's fun. I can take it wherever I want to go. Fire Emblem, shipping is magic. Fire Emblem is awesome. Luigi's Mansion is awesome. I'm enjoying Monster Hunter. I'm getting a new Mario and Luigi game later. Like, man, does it, be, does it feel good to be a 3DS owner? What? Why y'all look at me that way? <laughs> I was waiting for John you. to say something. I, I, I'm sorry. Like, I'm just not a handheld gamer. I, I don't know that I am anymore either. But I, I just can't pay that much for one right now. There, there are games that piqued my interest. I'm interested in Fire Emblem. I'm interested in in uh, Project Cross Zone. Um, oh yeah, do Shimagami Tensei is coming out to me by Tensei Four. Like there, there's Nintendo. Is uh, Fire Fire Emblem Cross uh, Shin Megami Tensei. I'm hoping that they include, you know, like the expanded uh, Shin Megami, uh, you know, SMT universe with like Nocturne and Persona, because I really want to see like Chie and Marth hang out. I think that'd be like, awesome. I, I will say, I really feel Nintendo is just absolutely killing it with the 3DS. Like, they're just giving us tons of games. They all look to be pretty awesome games. Um, and that does. As far as Nintendo goes, does give me eventual hope for the Wii U. Because, obviously, at this point, they know what they're doing with the 3DS. The 3DS is fine. So, if they can now apply that same, you know, output, or even similar output, 
to Wii U, I think Nintendo will eventually be okay. Sony, I, I think, is the is the hardcore gaming gamer system right now. Like Sony seems to really be like guys, games, games, games. Whereas Microsoft right now is going TV, TV, TV. Yes, I have a TV. <laughs> It's and, it's the exact opposite from the last generation. You know, you you had Sony going TV, TV, TV. Look at all this extra shit it does. It'll run your fucking refrigerator. And Microsoft going games, games, games. Like let's you know just to be perfectly honest. You know, with the Wii U, Nintendo has more or less went. All right, we're down with second place this time. You know, I, I think because they're they're also going games, games, games. But they know they got the Nintendo games, but they, they know their system's not as powerful as this new Xbox and new PS3 or PS4. Um, and I think they were hoping that maybe just with the gimmick of the two screens that people would buy it in droves like they did with the Wii, and they didn't. So Nintendo realizes, okay, we are not going to win this generation, but we can play a pretty darn good game of catch-up, and we can probably solidify ourselves at a pretty good second place. So really, it's now between, in my eyes, it's a foul between Sony and Microsoft for actual first place. And I, what it looks like to me is that Sony has learned its lessons from hubris on the PS3, whereas Microsoft has gained all the hubris from the Xbox 360. And so for the Xbox One, I, I think they're building themselves up to possibly fail or succeed brilliantly. Like, I they could capture that mainstream market way more than any of us were willing to admit and they could they could take it all they could win the game and go home i don't know though like i think i think microsoft and sony aren't i I don't think they can fail at this point because within a year or two they'll release a bunch of updates and and turn like the software yeah i was was about to say it's one of those things where with console cycles there's always enough time to do things like drop the price uh yeah Add, add or change features, re, you know, release, redesign consoles that, you know, may fix problems that, that arise. But um, as it stands right now, and again, we're, we're going on the assumption that most of the games are going to be equal across platforms, um, except for, you know, obviously first party titles. So um, Halo, any, anything that, any polished turd that Rare craps out and um, well, Spearball's turds. I've got I've got anime words for you later, sir. <laughs> anime words. We'll talk at Hamacon, but I got anime words for you, sir. Please do. I I I'm going to uh, go on record as saying I am probably going to watch a few. I, I'm going to hate watch some One Piece because it's been a while, <laughs> and and just like with Eureka Seven or Inuyasha, I always like to be, I always like to to sort of check myself and be like. Okay, I need to rewatch this at another point in the show and say, um, was I being too harsh? You know, did did they improve somewhere along the way? And most of the time, the answer is nope. But you know, if if I end up liking it, I will gladly say, you know what, this show was stupid when I first saw it, but I liked what they did here. I um, really wish, and uh, this is a whole other podcast, so I'm not going to really talk about it. But I think. As far as the Shonen Jump action series formula goes, which is what you were talking about that episode, two shows really exemplify it neat in really neat ways in two different ways, which is One Piece and Hunter Hunter. And really, if you really want to watch a hate, you know, hate watch a show, you know, suck up the subtitles and watch Hunter Hunter. 
I don't have necessarily a problem with uh, subtitles, but when it where I really have a problem with subtitles is when I'm buying the disc. Like if if that is the only way of buying it, like is is with subtitles, and I'm paying the same amount or more as I would for a dubbed box set from Funimation or some other company. I feel like I'm getting ripped off because those dubs cost money to produce, but I'm paying the same amount. You're not giving me a discount for it. You know, you're not you're not going to charge me fifty dollars for a set of one with dubs and fifty dollars for a set without. You're going to charge me the same price for both. I I know this in my heart of hearts. Uh, but I know I'm getting ripped off, and I prefer watching dubs to subs anyway. Anyway, I may check it out online at some point. I'm I'm not ruling that out. Um, I will let me know if you've never signed up with Crunchyroll. I think you get a free week. I I can watch Crunchyroll for free. Uh, I mean, I just have to deal with ads. Uh, well, if you sign up for you think I think you get a premium version for free for like a week. Okay. And if not, I do have a. a two-day guest pass I can give you. I'm pretty sure I can get, like, the, the week thing, because I haven't used it. I've signed I've signed up and had an account because I used it to watch um, Gundam 00 Seasons 1 and 2 online, um, which, you know, I enjoyed far more than I enjoy most other Gundam shows, like Gundam Seed, but it was still a dumb piece of shit. Like, you, ha- you had twin brothers of dead characters, and that's how you know the show is dumb as shit. But anyways, um, I really recommend if like if you're gonna honestly is one piece is one piece. If you didn't like it then, you're probably not gonna like it now. And we might disagree on that, but whatever. But seriously, try Hunter Hunter. Um, I I'll try it and again. I'll I'll give One Piece another shot and try to uh, take some of my blinding hatred and prejudice out of the equation and and uh, do my best as a human being to try and give it another shot because I think it almost pulled in a million viewers last week. Um, which, again, befuddles me. But One Piece has always befuddled me. I've never understood its appeal. Um, anyway, back to Xbox One. Right now, I feel like it's it's Sony's war to lose. Like they they have done thi- They haven't done anything spectacular. They've just played well. They've just played well enough to be cus- and they're customer friendly enough. Um, to not make me feel like I'm being screwed over by buying this console. It's like, yeah, it doesn't have a, uh, backwards compatibility, but, you know, except for, you know, just the Wii games on the Wii U, none of these systems do. Um, so I, I I begrudgingly accept that as, as a fact that I cannot change. Uh, that is part of, part of my serenity prayer. But with, you know, the online questions about, you know, how... Does it require an internet connection intermittently? How how often is it? The connect always having to be there, um, which are things that you know not necessarily an everyday problem, but for me as a fighting game player and as somebody who goes goes out to tournaments, um, I'm not claiming myself to be this uh, professional gamer. Although I think I'm I'm at least good enough to I, I I'll I'll put myself as above average, and that's about as well as far as I'm willing to go with it. Um, but, um, Sony just has to not screw up at this point. They, they have to not announce something that's, that's going to put them in worse, uh, position than they were before. And as Patrick uh, pointed out to me on Twitter, uh, you know, Sony's also not waffling back and forth on things like a politician. Yeah, that is true. They, they, they have to this point been fairly clear on message, um, 
Except on used games. Uh, well, th- no, I believe they've said that, that used games aren't going to be a problem. Well, I think they just didn't saying, answer. They just left it open. They didn't come yeah, they out did. and have one Twitter, one Twitter account say one thing and then another say something else. I thought they just didn't speak to it. They said that you can plug in a used disc. Yeah, now, I, I don't know, like I said, that that's kind of what I'm talking about when I'm saying they just have to not screw up at this point and announce something like that. Like, if they, if they just say, yeah, you can use, you know, you can use the games, it's no problem, you know, it's the same as always, that's one thing. I mean, again, right if, if, you want, if you want to push the DRM and you want to push digital content, here's what you do. You make it cheaper. You make it cheaper than, than uh, buying it, uh, you know, from Amazon or something. You give me a $10 discount. You put it on sales regularly because Amazon will do that too. Like uh, Bioshock Infinite, which came out fairly recently, was on sale um, for like one of their gold box deals for 40 bucks on Sunday, I think it was. Yeah. Um, and games do that all the time where I can get them for, you know, like $20 off while they're still fairly new. Do that. You know, give me a reason to download it. Um, especially if I know it's not going to be backwards compatible in the generations to follow. Um, but don't just, you know, say, hey, you can buy it digitally without having to go to the store, but you're not saving any money. Well, guys, I think um, it's getting late, and it is getting I, damn need, late. I need to get off and play some Proteus so I can just relax and take in all the day's events you know before i lay down to sleep so plus, plus i'm coming over there tomorrow to play some more bayonetta so you have to rest up for having to deal with me rest up so, for watching you play bayonetta uh, well just yeah. dealing with me in general so there's that <laughs> i guess i should get back to learning adobe InDesign. and i should work on my fuzzy guard setups so with okay. that where can we find us um mike you want to go ahead and pimp game marks uh, GameMarks.com, G-A-M-E-M-A-R-X.com uh, is, I, I hate the web, I haven't, done, I haven't cleaned up the website, but if you go there, then you figure out how to get to our YouTube page, you find us on YouTube on GameMarks, most of our content's going straight to YouTube. So subscribe. Um, and, yeah, I guess, is that what you do? Like, I, I should yeah. learn this better. That's, that's what I, you yeah, do, is you, is you get people to subscribe to your YouTube channel, because that's, that's where uh, all the content's going, and that's how you're going to get people to watch, and how you're going to get the all I know all is that. how to fight takedown notices on YouTube. I haven't learned the uh, the social side of of getting traffic or everything, but no, that's where you'll find us. That's where you'll find uh, the podcast. We put it up there as video as well, um, and then it, you can subscribe to us in iTunes as well under Game Marks, uh, and it is development focused, indie game hobby hobby indie uh, developer focused. And Basil. Okay, you can find me in a couple different... Well, the major place you can find me is at the awesome cast, OSMCAST.com. By the time this thing gets out, we'll actually have released our Toonami episode we recorded last year at Hamacon. <laughs> almost a year in the making. Um, where we go, what? Solely, it will never get on Toonami. And it's on Toonami right now. The one where Micah Solasad goes, yeah, like this episode will come out this year. Like, no, it totally will. It totally didn't. Um, Micah Solasad called us that and won. Speaking of Hamacon. Yeah, I was about to say, you you need to pimp out Hamacon. The Huntsville and Madison Anime Convention, it takes place in Huntsville, Alabama. It's May 31st to June 2nd. It's going to be a ton of fun and awesomeness. Who Uh, is going to be there? uh, Just off the top of my head, uh, Carl Gustav Horn. 
He is the manga edit one of the manga editors at Dark Horse. He edits all the Clamp stuff and all the Ava stuff. Yes, he does. And also the Kurosagi Corpse Delivery Service. And I cannot wait is, to talk to him about Ava 3.0, the biggest mindfuck in the series so far. Um, we've got uh, Grego, Greg Wicker from Grego's Game Shows. He is the best. Um, we, for our voice voiceover artist, we got Patrick Site, uh, Patrick Sites, who was um, he was in Blaze Blue. He, he was in was, uh, Redline. He was in Redline. He is uh, Bob and Hugo in Street Fighter Cross Tekken. He is a bunch of different things. I got we got Caitlin Glass, who was Winry Rock Bell in Full Metal Alchemist. Cammy in Street Fighter. Um, and like, we also have the Annie World Order podcast as our featured panelists. They're doing tons of awesome panels. Fuck those guys. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna beef with the uh, Anime World Order people. Uh, people Wait, tend to. why do you have a beef with them? I, I don't, but they're they're bigger than us, and I I was taught you always beef up. So it's 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 one of those. I'm starting a beef with them. I've I think I may have talked to uh, to some of the a- a- AWO people for like twenty seconds. I may have said like three words to them. I'm just gonna life. stay out of this and do my normal. But but stuff. I, I'm fine with your beef. I am coming for you guys. Fuck you guys. I I I'm sure you're all fine people, but fuck you guys. I'm coming for you. But yeah, it's it's going to be a good time. Um got a lot of neat events coming up and if you're in remotely in the area you should go absolutely we will be there um in in full attendance um i don't have to have ten thousand monthly views uh verified by google, google analytics to cover the convention or anything like that submit um, last year's tax returns and 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 a uh, anything on company letterhead where's the birth certificate <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, I've been watching the West Wing. Eo, it's a touching series, but a simpler, nicer time when Bill Clinton was president. Oh man! That, and the worst thing we like... had to worry about was uh, the president sleeping with the help. Yeah, yeah. Can you remember? Like that was a big deal then, and it's like now I would welcome that. Hey, nine eleven changed everything. Never forget, and never forget the chainsaw buffet. Yeah, uh, in case you didn't know our website, in case you wow. didn't Wow, okay, from... guys, come on now. Like, 9-11 to cross In case you're somehow listening through iTunes or some shit like that, uh, it's ChainsawBuffet.com. Uh, we're also on YouTube, uh, Facebook, Twitter, uh, all as ChainsawBuffet, although I think the YouTube might be a little bit trickier to find because we don't have very many views. But if you search for, like, Jury Street Fire Cross Tekken, you'll probably find me. All right, so, god damn, this is a long-ass podcast. Yep. <laughs> but thanks for listening all the way. Congratulations. Reward yourself with a 10-piece with a McNugget and a chocolate shake.